0: You're listening to Northwest Chinese Baptist Church podcast. To learn more about Northwest, including our gathering time, visit us at NWCBC.org. Today's speaker will be Pastor Stephen Yi. Good morning, everyone. Welcome. Welcome to Northwest Chinese Baptist Church. I'm so glad that you are here. Thank you for coming and joining us, worshiping our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Uh, I'm thankful that we can go to God's Word and study it together on this beautiful day. Uh, Thanks again for being here. You know, before we uh, look to God's Word today, before we uh, get into our our message for today, uh, I want to give you an update. You know, last week I I encourage you to prayerfully consider how God would lead you to give to the Arizona Missions Offering. Uh, i Thankfully, share with you that we are over halfway in meeting our goal of $2,000. Uh, and so I want to encourage you to please continue to give. Consider how you, God is leading you to give uh, to the Arizona Missions Offering. And uh, this really applies to our topic today. Because if you didn't know, we are called Northwest Chinese Baptist Church and what that means is that we associate ourselves and we identify ourselves yes we worship the one and only true living god and this is god's church and no one else's but we choose to associate ourselves with the southern baptist convention and part of the, of the unique one of the unique aspects of the southern baptists is that we cooperate together for the proclamation of the gospel. We would cooperate together to make disciples of Jesus Christ to the ends of the earth. And uh, I am so thankful for that uh, because Northwest Chinese Baptist Church, if you didn't know, we are a product of brothers and sisters in Christ, Southern Baptists, Southern uh, brothers and sisters in Christ working together to make Jesus known to the ends of the earth, even to places like Arizona. And uh, so I encourage you to give, and and we're going to talk more about why. But how many of you have ever been curious about learning where your relatives, where your ancestors came from? Anybody? Some of us. How many of you have no interest in learning about where your family came from? Okay, so all of us should have raised our hand with the first question, okay? Or some of us just are too tired to raise our hand. I understand. Well, I'm interested, and I've been interested in learning about where my, my roots are and, and where my ancestors came from. And I remember, actually, just recently, my, uh, our oldest child, Braden, he was you know, assigned uh, the, the, the project of, of uh, developing a family tree. And uh, I'm not going to share a picture of your family tree that you constructed, Braden. but it looked very nice, and he spent a lot of time on it. Uh, but uh, it reminded me of my own interest in learning where I came from and where, where my uh, roots are. And, of course, I'm Chinese. I was born here in the United States, born here in Phoenix, Arizona. And I've lived here all of my life, all 43 years of it. I know I'm old. Uh, no, uh, I'm still learning, and I'm thankful for all of you, yeah. Um, but it was so interesting to me when, when, I would, when I sought to learn about where my grandparents came from, where my great-grandparents came from, and, and even before that, right, looking at, at our, our family history from ch- southern China All the way to Phoenix, Arizona. How can people from southern China end up in Phoenix, Arizona? And how could we have lasted for so long? And uh, it's so interesting to look into that that history and those facts. And and even talking to some of my dear brothers and sisters through the years, I learned more about where we came from and, and how God has worked so wonderfully through the generations and through our lives. And see, that's the thing that I come away with the most when I look back at my own history, my personal history. Yes, there's all the interesting facts of where people came from, what exact geographical location they lived, and at what time they lived, and and what were the events and the circumstances that brought them to this place. But over all of those things, all of those details, those, those, those good details, those interesting details, and the details that I'm so thankful for, of how I ended up being here in Phoenix, Arizona, what I am most thankful for is this one thing. When I look back, I give thanks to God because He is the one that planned out our days. He is the one that has a plan. He is the one that's working out His perfect plan and that includes someone like Stephen Yi being right here today. Amen. I'm thankful to God for the great things that he's done. It's not by accident that you are here today, even. It's not by accident that you grew up in the family that you are a part of. It's not by accident that you've gone through the things that you've gone through And this morning, we continue our series talking about why membership in the local church, why membership here at Northwest Chinese Baptist Church matters. And again, I don't want you to, to misunderstand me. I'm not saying, if you're visiting today or if you're watching online, I'm not saying Northwest Chinese Baptist Church is the only church you should ever become a member of. And if you're not a member of Northwest Chinese Baptist Church, then you are a horrible person what I hopefully encourage you with is that God designed the church. Jesus is building his church. And that includes Bible-believing, Bible-following churches all around the world, and specifically here at Northwest. And I encourage you that you would become a member of a Bible-believing, a Bible-following church wherever you are. And, and if that's here at Northwest, then I'll, I would love to hear that, and I would love to see that. But if it's at another Bible-believing, Bible-following church, then praise God for that, too. But what is the history of Northwest Chinese Baptist Church? Before, I, I, well, actually, if you, like, if you look at your outline in the program, I kind of gave you some main dates and years, just years, uh, uh, of the history of Northwest, but we're not going to look at that right now. Before we jump into those details and that timeline, I want to point you to the Word of God, because I want to, I want to show you why history is important and what history can show us, what history, what encouragement history can be for us. And we don't have to look anywhere further than the Old Testament of God's Word. We look and think about the history of God's very own chosen people, the nation of Israel. And as we look at this passage in Deuteronomy chapter 6, we're going to look at the whole chapter. I'm going to read it to you. I'm going to ask you to meditate on it this morning. And I only have a, a, a segment for you there in your outline, but we're going to read it together on the screen. And so... As we read Deuteronomy chapter 6, I want us to understand a few things. Moses is writing this. And and what we are going to read about is is the experience and the lives of the nation of Israel and their relationship with God. And so, before we read this, uh, I want to ask you to stand with me. As we honor God and honor His Word... We want to stand also so that it helps us stay awake because I'm going to read 25 verses. But no, in, in honor of our Lord and Savior, in honor of his word, we stand as we, as we read this today together. And and I, before we read this, would you pray with me? Heavenly Father God, we praise you. God, I thank you. because I praise you because you are God Almighty. You are sovereign. You are all-powerful. You are in control of all things at all times. God, you are the author and perfecter of our faith. You are the one that has given us life. God, I thank you for today. Thank you that we can gather together as a church family to worship you in spirit and in truth. God, we know that it's not about just the outside actions or the way that we're dressed But God, you care about our hearts, you care about the inside, you care about our thoughts. And God, I pray that today we would choose to worship you for who you are, for who you say you are in your word, that we would worship you in truth, that we would be open and humble to learn from you today, and to respond to what it is that you are leading us to do, that we would respond with faithfulness and obedience. God, I pray that that you would change us from the inside out. I pray that as we leave this place today, we would leave different than when we came. I pray that you would change us as we get to know you more, as we learn from your truth. So God, I ask for your help. Help us to hear you. Help us to understand your word. And God, we we give you thanks. Thank you for being so good to us. Thank you, God, for, for your church here at Northwest Chinese Baptist Church. God, help us to continue, God, to bring you glory, to point to your greatness and to fulfill the mission that you've given us, to make disciples of all nations, baptizing in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching people to obey all that you have commanded. God, thank you for such a wonderful and great responsibility. God, thank you for loving us. Thank you for saving us. Thank you for Jesus Christ, your son. We pray this in his holy and precious name amen please stand continue standing i want to read this uh deuteronomy chapter six and you can follow along silently please as i read this out loud deuteronomy chapter six verses one through 25 these are the commands decrees and laws the lord your god directed me to teach you to observe in the land that you are crossing the jordan to possess So that you, your children and their children after them may fear the Lord, your God, as long as you live by keeping all his decrees and commands that I give you. And so that you may enjoy long life. Hear Israel and be careful to obey so that it may go well with you and that you may increase greatly in a land flowing with milk and honey, just as the Lord, the God of your ancestors promised you. When the Lord your God brings you into the land, he swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give you a land with large, flourishing cities you did not build, houses filled with all kinds of good things you did not provide, wells you did not dig, and vineyards and olive groves you did not plant. Then, when you eat and are satisfied, be careful that you do not forget the Lord." who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. Fear the Lord your God. Serve him only and take your oaths in his name. Do not follow other gods, the gods of the peoples around you. For the Lord your God who is among you is a jealous God and his anger will burn against you and he will destroy you from the face of this land. Do not put the Lord your God to the test as you did at Massah. Be sure to keep the commands of the Lord your God and the stipulations and decrees he's given you. Do what is right and good in the Lord's sight so that it may go well with you and you may go in and take over the good land the Lord promised on oath to your ancestors. Thrusting out all your enemies before you as the Lord said. In the future, when your sons ask you, What is the meaning of the stipulations, decrees, and laws the Lord our God has commanded you? Tell him, we were slaves of Pharaoh in Egypt, but the Lord brought us out of Egypt with a mighty hand. Before our eyes, the Lord sent signs and wonders great and terrible on Egypt and Pharaoh and his whole household. But he brought us out from there to bring us in and give us the land he promised on oath to our ancestors. The Lord commanded us to obey all these decrees and to fear the Lord our God so that we might always prosper and be kept alive, as is the case today. And if we are careful to obey all this law before the Lord our God, as he has commanded us, that will be our righteousness. You may be seated. I know that was a long passage, but if you... If you take time, and and this week you take time to read the chapters preceding and the uh, the chapters after this chapter 6 in Deuteronomy, you see this is the nation of Israel. Moses has been called by God to lead the nation of Israel out of slavery, out from under the power of Pharaoh in Egypt, and God provided for his chosen people. And even before they were enslaved by Egypt, God made a covenant with, his, with the nation of Israel saying that he would bless them and that they would be a blessing to the whole world. And here we see God being faithful to his covenant, right? That promise, that contract that, has to, that centers around the relationship. God loves his people and he always follows through. And here we see he's reminding them, God brought you out of Egypt, right? Moses says, don't forget what God has done for you. And he lists it out. He says, look at all the ways that God has provided for you. Yes, God has prepared this promised land for you to go into that we are going to enter. And in this land, there are these things. Right? There's these houses that you did not build. There's there's these vineyards that you did not plant. These groves that you did not plant. There's wells of water for you to drink that you did not dig. Why does Moses point this out? So that they would know that it's all from God. But knowing is one thing. Right? Remember we talked about what, what you know, what you believe about God affects how you think, and how you think affects how you live. And so therefore, what you know, what you believe about God affects everything about how you live today. Moses says, fear the Lord your God. Serve him only. You see, and here's this truth that, that I want us to meditate on, and this is the main truth, but... Uh, a truth for life for us to consider today. In light of this passage and in light of the history, the history of this world, the history of creation and the history of Northwest Chinese Baptist Church, I pray that each one of us would know and understand that Northwest Chinese Baptist Church has been blessed by God and is called to be a blessing. Northwest Chinese Baptist Church has been blessed by God and each one of us, and together we are called to be a blessing. And the first thing I want you to look at is this and to understand is that we must always remember and look to God. We must always remember God and look to Him. That is what Moses is saying here to the nation of Israel, isn't it? We should always remember what God has done for us. Look at what God has done, and He listed out for them. Hear, O oh Israel, everyone, church, listen up. Listen to what I am about to say. This is important. The Lord your God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord. Out of all the things that He could have said to them, what does He start off with? He says, "Hear, hear what I'm saying." Guys, men, women, brothers, sisters, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. Remember the commands that I'm sharing with you that were given to us by God. We need to remember to obey them and live them out, to prioritize them, to remember them, to share them, to teach them, to pass them on from generation to generation. Don't just think about passing your dishes and your rings And your gold and silver pass on the word of the Lord. Pass on the treasure of God. And remember how he loves you. Remember the relationship that he has with you. The promises that he made to you. And how faithful he has been for you. Fear the Lord. Serve him only. We must always remember and look to God. Think about it. Think about why you're here today. Think about uh, some of us when we talk about and share about our lives. I'm guilty of this. Sometimes I talk about my life like I'm such a great person. Like I have done so many things. But remember this, dear friend, any good any great thing that you have been given, that you have, that you possess, any good or great thing that you say or think that you have done, remember that you've only done it and gone through it or achieved it or possess it by the grace of God. Even your own life its not your own. We are God's. We were created for him and by him and through him and in him. Let's not get it mixed up. It's all his. The money that you have, it's not yours. The $10 million 401k retirement plan, pension, it's not yours. It's God's. Your children, they're not yours. They're God's. Your car, it's not yours. It's God's. It's a blessing from God. It's part of God's grace to you because what do we deserve? We deserve to die. We deserve to be hung on the cross like Jesus because all of us have sinned. All of us fall short of God's perfect standard. All of us fall short of his glory. So we must always remember and look to God. Remembering means looking at the past. Looking involves the present. Look, remember what God has done in the past, but now, today and every day, moving forward, look at what God is doing now. Look at what God says now. And see, look at verse 20. In the future, when your sons ask you, when your children ask you, a dad, mom, what's the meaning of the word of God? What's the meaning of all these laws Uh, that you've been telling us? What's the meaning of all these stories that you told us about God and how how he provided for you, how he did these miracles and, and performed signs and wonders and he brought you out of slavery? What was that all about? Why do you keep telling us, mom and dad, about God and his word? Why do we have to memorize it? Tell them we were once slaves. You might be thinking, Pastor Steve, well, that was the nation of Israel. I'm not a slave to anything or anyone. I'm free because I live here in the United States. Brother and sister, do not ever forget that apart from Jesus Christ, you were once a slave to sin. You were once on a course set for hell, separated from God, suffering for the rest of forever. Yet, while we were sinners, Christ died for us because he loves us. Jesus died on that cross. He paid the ultimate price so that you and I could be forgiven of our sin. Remember what God has done and never forget. And never stop teaching it and telling people about what God has done. And brethren, so dear friend, you might, I might ask you how your week is going and you might say, ah, oh, nothing special. I need to practice this, too. I need to remember to say, God is doing great things. And you know what? The greatest thing he's done for me, he saved me. He died for me. Did you know that God, Jesus died for you, too, friend? Always remember, don't ever forget, and don't let anyone forget. Don't let the next generation forget. And dear brother and sister, dear church, we need to remember this. We need to remember God because we need to help our children remember God and to know God. There's so many people walking around living day by day with no hope. There's more and more people every day we hear about it. We call it mental health crisis. Where people every day. Are considering ending taking their own lives because they can't possibly see a future. And what do they need to understand? What would help them? And yes, we understand there's physical imbalances that that need treatment and need care, but a lot of the disconnect revolves around ignorance. It revolves around people not knowing the truth. It revolves around young people, older people not knowing. They were created and valuable as a valuable person with a purpose. They are a child of God. God has a plan for them. They they are a person that has purpose. God loved them so much that he sent his son to die for them. People need to hear the good news in a world that's full of bad news. We must always remember and choose to look to God right I, I mean i don't have to say anything about this passage because it's so there's so, so much emphasis here right what is literally what is moses saying here write it on your hands on write it on your forehead this is not a passage encouraging tattoos okay jewish people will take this scripture and these commands to the to the extent of tying a box onto their forehead with a little uh, piece of parchment in there with the word of God that they put in that little box because they read this word and they're saying, we need to be obedient to God so we're going to actually tie God's word on our head. Is that what Moses is saying here? No. If that's what you need to help you remember God, please do that. Please do that. If that's what you need to remember, God, tie something to your head. Moses is saying, always remember. Every moment of every day in everything that you do, talk about what God has done. Share about what Jesus has done for you. Tell your children. Don't just ask them about their homework. Don't just ask them about who they like. Tell them about your great God. Tell them of the great things that God has done. How many of you incorporate God in your daily conversation with your family members? How many of you involve God? God, in the conversations daily that you have with your brothers and sisters in Christ, if we have to pause and think about, well, oh, it might have been Monday, then that means let's talk about God more. That means we need to remember him more. And how do we remember God more? That means being aware of his presence, being aware of his promises. That means maybe we're lacking the the, the discipline and the practice and the habit of, of spending time with him daily, searching his word and studying it and memorizing it and seeking to live it out and prioritizing it. Maybe that's what it means if we have a hard time remembering what God has done. And maybe you're here and you're like, oh, Pastor Steve, I don't know anything about God, so... So calm down. If that's you, dear friend, I want to encourage you, start. Start getting to know God, and, and I'm glad that you're here. Start, by, start reading his Word. Start, ask, ask, ask someone around you to, to share with you uh, what, what you've done for them and what you've done in their life. Always remember and look to God. And what has God done here at Northwest Chinese Baptist Church? Well, now look at the history. Look at your outline. Look at those dates. I want to share some of them with you right now, starting with these these first couple points here. If you go to the next slide. Oh, wow, it cut off my title. But uh, you guys can see here, uh, the history, what's the history of Northwest Chinese Baptist Church? In order to accurately... Uh, share the history of how Northwest Chinese Baptist Church came to be, I have to take you back to the 1930s. All right? How many of you were born in the 1930s? One person. No, no. no uh, if, if, if you were born... No, you weren't born in the 1930s. Were you? No. <laughs> Some of you may not know if you were born in the night. No. Uh, but anyway, in the 1930s, Okay, there was a gentleman named W.C. Henderson. And why do I share this person? Uh, I talk about this person because he uh, was the owner, I believe, of a grocery store supplier, a, a warehouse, a supplier to grocery stores. And if you think about the history of Arizona, back in those days in the 30s and in the early 1900s, there was an influx of immigrants from China, from southern China. For whatever the reasons were, there could be many reasons, railroad, gold rush, other reasons, okay? People, Chinese people from southern China immigrated here to Phoenix, Arizona. Now, did you know that there was racism and prejudice and segregation back in the early 1900s? If you didn't know, well, now you know. Well, there were certain jobs in certain areas of town where Chinese people were not allowed to work or to go or to live. And so there was a a gathering of, of, of immigrants from southern China in South Phoenix. And many of the businesses and the livelihoods that they made were were made through owning a grocery store, opening a grocery store. I'm not talking about Fry's and Albertsons and Safeway. I'm talking about little grocery stores. Mom and pop shops. Grocery stores, restaurants. All in South Phoenix. And this this man, W.C. Henderson, he was a member of a Southern Baptist church. Central Baptist church he was this res- this grocery store supplier so he got to know all of these chinese grocery store owners and families because he would deal with them on a daily basis and he in 1937 became ill and he short he was on his deathbed and one of his greatest regrets is this in all of my dealings and in all my building of relationships with the Chinese people and the the business owners here in Phoenix, I regret that I did not share with them the good news of Jesus Christ. On his deathbed, he shared this desire and this regret with his pastor, with his church, with his wife, Mrs. Henderson. And that is what started Central Baptist Church reaching out to the Chinese that live locally here in Phoenix. They made a concerted effort to reach out to these business owners, these families. What did they do? They they talked to the, the people. They they gathered some influential members or, or people of the Chinese community to help them and, and to work along, to labor alongside them. They shared the gospel with them. My grandmother and grandfather, they became, my grandmother was a, a one of the original members and one of those core group of people that went around to go and share the good news and invite more people to be a part of this Chinese church that was starting. Now, there's too many people to mention, and so uh, I I can't mention them all, and that's not the point, because remember, the point of sharing the history is what? To remember what God has done. And so, through this conviction and through the ministry of a Southern Baptist church, Central Baptist church, Realizing that there's lost Chinese people here in southern Phoenix that need to know Jesus, they started sharing Jesus. They started making disciples. And in 1949, they called First Chinese Baptist Church's first pastor, Pastor G.L. Stanley. He was from Texas. Texas. And he felt the call of God to move here, to reach out and to minister to a people that he did not know, that he did not relate with. But one thing he did know and one thing he did believe is that he believed in God, he loved God, and he felt called to share the good news and make disciples here in Phoenix, Arizona. And so, Brother and Mrs. Stanley, they moved here from Texas. And there's a very important point to point out in 1949, he was called and sent out and supported by the Home Mission Board. The Home Mission Board was a mission-sending ministry of the Southern Baptist Convention. And today we call it the North American Mission Board. And what that means is that there's a priority and a focus of making disciples here in North America because we know that the majority of North Americans are lost and need Jesus Christ. Southern Baptists cooperating together for the proclamation of the gospel to make disciples of Jesus Christ even back in 1949. Even back in 1930. 1951. There's property that was acquired at 122 East Culver. This is South Phoenix. The building is still there. They just it's now a Jewish center, a community center. And, uh, but that building has changed hand multiple times. And, and uh, you can talk to me more or talk to one of the older members here about the story of that building. But in 1951, that property was acquired for this Chinese mission. And in 1957, First Chinese Baptist Church was organized as an official church in 1957. Some of you... Might be in that picture. I know that little girl there on your right hand side next to the guy in the suit. That's my mom. I think. Or my aunt. I think that's my aunt. (laughs) Sorry. That's my aunt. I can't see. But in 1957, First Chinese Baptist Church was organized. Why do I share, Pastor Steve? This is Northwest. Why are you talking about First Chinese? Well, bear with me. 1979, they called, uh, Chinese speaking pastor, Pastor Simon Choi, uh, as First Chinese Baptist Church's first language, uh, pastor and first senior pastor and, uh, oh, not first senior pastor, because the first pastor was, was Brother Stanley. Uh, but then in 1981, The property where First Chinese is currently, forty nine ten, East Earl Drive, was acquired through the Central Association. What is the Central Association? Another ministry of the Southern Baptist Convention that deals locally here in Phoenix in different as a as a collective neighborhood of, of churches cooperating for the proclamation of the gospel and the making of disciples. Northwest Chinese Baptist Church, we are a Southern Baptist Church. And we work together to make disciples of Jesus Christ. And I'm thankful for brothers and sisters that didn't know me because I wasn't born yet. But they chose to love God and love people and serve others through helping start this mission and this church. 1983, First Chinese Baptist Chapel was established at Apollo Baptist Church, because God led Pastor Choi and brothers and sisters uh, of this church that are still here to, to recognize that there are lost Chinese people that are moving out in the suburbs, in the Northwest Valley, and we need to continue to be obedient to Jesus and make disciples and go. And so in 1983, the first Chinese Baptist chapel started at another church, Apollo Baptist Church, that graciously let us use their facilities in the afternoon. While well, at that year, land was purchased right here at 4243 West Greenway Road. 1985, Northwest Chinese Baptist Church was officially established. Pastor Ron Ju was called and ordained that year. There you see a picture, you see a little article talking about how Valley missions have now become a church, have become churches, and one of those churches was Northwest Chinese Baptist Church. And you see that's Pastor Ron there with Pastor Choi, Simon Choi, and with Pastor Stanley, as well as other brothers and sisters, brothers who are not Chinese, that have were influential in supporting and encouraging the ministry. Do you see? What God has done. You look at today, all of us have been blessed by God. You look at today, God continues to make disciples, God continues to use each one of us to go and make disciples of Jesus baptizing in the name of the Father and the Son and, and the Holy Spirit and, and, and teaching people to obey all that he has commanded. Uh, but if you look at these pictures here, these pictures, nothing, one thing has not changed. We still like to eat. There's a potluck back when First Chinese just started and there's the potluck that we had this last year. Well, a meal. It was a potluck because many people contributed. Brothers and sisters, we must always remember and look to God. Think about it. How is it that we are justified? How is it that we have been declared righteous in the eyes of God? How is it that we have been freed from the grip of sin? How is it that, that we have been saved from, from hell? How is it that we have been reconciled with God? How, how is it that, God, that we, our relationship with God has been reestablished it's because of what Jesus has done. It's because of what God has planned for and been faithful to. It's because of what he has done. He saved us and given us new life. He is the one that gives us hope. He is the one that gives us a future look and remember at what God has done and look at what God is doing now. and Think about what God has planned to do in the future because we all know what day is coming. Jesus is coming back someday soon. Look at Psalm verse seventy seven or chapter seventy seven, verses eleven through twenty. The psalmist even knew how important it is to remember. I will remember the deeds of the Lord, yes, I will remember your miracles of long ago. I will consider all your works and meditate on all your mighty deeds. Your ways, God, are holy. What God is as great as our God? You are the God who performs miracles. You display your power among the peoples. With your mighty arm, you redeemed your people, the descendants of Jacob and Joseph. The waters saw you. God, the waters saw you and writhed. The very depths were convulsed. The clouds poured down water. The heavens resounded with thunder. Your arrows flashed back and forth. Your thunder was heard in the whirlwind. Your lightning lit up the world. The earth trembled and quaked. Your path led through the sea. Your way through the mighty waters Though your footprints were not seen, you led your people like a flock by the hand of Moses and Aaron. Never forget. Never forget what God has done. Never forget what God has done and never forget to look at what God is doing now. And the last point is this. Our response to God must always be love. Our response to God in light of all that he's done, in light of all of his word and all of his promise, our response should be love, and our response should be to trust him and love him. Look at what God focuses on and calls Moses to share with the people. It's so intriguing to me that he focuses on two things. How we love God and how we love other people. Brothers and sisters, dear friends, if, if, if the takeaway that you get from learning anything of what you know about God or from looking at God's Word is that you just have to follow a bunch of rules, then I want to share with you that you are greatly mistaken. Because the Bible that I read and the God that I've grown to know is all about relationships. The God that I know commands me first and foremost to love Him and secondly to love you. Our response to God must be to love Him, to trust Him. If we trust God, then we love Him. We love Him because we know how He loves us. And see, this is what our children need to understand. It's not just that He gave us Ten Commandments and and all these other additional rules. It's that God loves you and Jesus died for you. And we are to live this life now until we're with him face to face, loving him and loving one another. But you know what? Love is lived out in action. And see, that's why he says, remember the commands, remember the stipulations, remember all of these things, because Jesus even says, if you love me, you will obey my commands. But let's not get it mixed up. Love me will lead to obedience. Love will lead to obedience. Okay? Let's not get it mixed up. There's no way we could earn God's favor or his forgiveness. God loves you. And we're called to love one another in that same way that Jesus loves us. Look at Mark chapter 12, verse 28 through 31. One of the teachers, and I'm going to ask Larry to come up here. We're going to finish with this passage. Mark chapter 12, verse 28 through 31. One of the teachers of the law came and heard them debating. Noticing that Jesus had given them a good answer, he asked him, Of all the commandments, which is the most important? The most important one, answered Jesus, is this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Hmm, Does that sound familiar? Love the Lord, your God, with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. The second is this. Love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. Remember what God has done. Brother and sister, never forget. You were once a slave to sin, but now you've been set free. You are a child of God. You have a purpose. You have been given gifts and everything that you have to use it for God's glory, to make disciples of Jesus. So serve Him with everything. Love God. Love one another. And don't stop. Because lives are at stake. And because we have an amazing God who has done such great things. Never forget. And don't stop telling people of how great our God is. Let's pray. Heavenly Father God, I praise you. I thank you for what you have done. And I thank you for what you're doing. God, we recognize that membership is important because you are the one that called us out of the darkness. You brought us into the light. You set us free. You've gathered us together as your children, as your family Wherever we live, in all of our locations, but locally together, as your church, the body of Christ, glorious, pure and forgiven, yet broken in our earthly bodies and our minds. Yet God, we thank you that you've given us your Holy Spirit. You've changed us. From the inside out you are changing us and making us sanctifying us making us more like you every day and giving us a mission and a purpose god i pray that you would help us to be a church that is faithful a church that loves you and loves one another and never forgets those commands because those are the greatest commands to love you first and to love one another god i pray that the world would know that we are We follow Jesus. We follow you because of our love and how we love each other. I pray that they would not know us because of our fights and our conflicts. They wouldn't know us because of our differing opinions. But God, that we would be the church that you died for. Even in our imperfections, God, we would point to your greatness and your your grace and your mercy, your love and your forgiveness. That we would not stop doing good. We would not stop doing your word until we see you face to face. On that glorious day, may we remember that membership matters. Each person matters. You died for us. So, God, help us. Help us to never forget. And help us to live in response to your amazing love for your glory that more people would be saved, that more disciples would be made until we see you again. And God, I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to invite you to stand. And today, I'm just going to ask you to respond to God wherever you're sitting. As we sing this song, would you just, whatever is on your heart, just share it with God. If you want to come and you want to share it with me or you want me to pray with you, I invite you to come and do that as well as we sing this song. But I encourage you, dear brother, what is that next step that God is leading you to take? What is that step of obedience? What is that step of faith? Maybe it's to trust Him for the very first time as your Lord. Would you do that today as we sing this song? If you were encouraged by today's message, be sure to follow us on Spotify and hit subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you stream your podcast. To listen to the other sermons and watch our live gatherings, visit us online at nwcbc.org. We look forward to see the difference God will make in your life. Thank you for listening to Northwest Chinese Baptist Church Podcast.